Alright, we're live. Hey. Hey. Welcome back, John. Hey, I'm here. Hello. I was gone for a week. So yeah, Max. down in uh, yeah. Boston. Boston. I was just about to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I got an email today from one of the event coordinators I was at, and they also did the same thing in text. I'm just like, is this just, <laughs> just as accepted? Is this just what you do? You just say Boston? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they know about the accent for yeah. sure. How could you not? No, that accent they do. Rule. That accent rules. It can. It can be real annoying, too. Depends on the person, I guess. Like most things. How was the trip? Not bad. We went down and visited my uh, my mother-in-law for a little bit. Uh, we saw my uncle-in-law as well. Had a good time with them. Uh, then we took the train over to Boston and uh, hung out there. I wasn't at the con very much, so unfortunately, when we talk about games at the con, it's going to be like two games. Uh, okay. But okay. Uh, we had Throne Controllers was Friday night, and then Sunday night we had a traveling show. So that's where we have another Throne Controller show, but we also have our friends that do a concert for us as well. So that was at the Hard Rock okay. Cafe in Boston, so that was neat. R- cool. Okay, right, right. Was, did you guys have... I, gu- I guess we should like talk about it in order. So let's talk about like PAX first and, and Boston. All right. Um, but yeah, tell us how PAX went. PAX, PAX East. PAX went all right. Like I said, uh, wasn't there for two of the four days. Uh, one was because of the traveling show and one was just getting thrown controllers ready. Uh, what little bit I had there was pretty good. Our hotel was super nice. Uh, it was much closer to the con than normal, but we didn't have the coveted Weston. That's just like the the goal hotel, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Weston is literally attached to the convention center. Nice. So you can actually just walk right in there. But of course, it's the only hotel within like half a mile. Uh, so it's just it's a pain in the ass to get there. And it's almost always reserved for like the uh, the exhibitors and stuff. Maybe okay. maybe like San Antonio, where I went for PAX South, there's those like motor scooters everywhere. So you can just scoot around. Nope. Oh, also, also, it was Boston at the end of February. It was it was way warmer than usual, but I've been there before and we've been just covered in snow. So I'm surprised this was the one year where it was just actually surprisingly warm. Global warming. Yay. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, Con itself was was good. Uh, They had a lot of a lot of like vendors pull out because of uh, the coronavirus scare. So right. like uh, yeah. Sony just straight up wasn't so, there. Yeah. Square uh, canceled their panels, but they still had a booth there. A couple other smaller uh, indie devs and stuff had their booths. They didn't show up, so their booths were empty. What was the like general feelings ar- around the coronavirus at-, at PAX? Did it like come up in conversation? Was there like signs about it? I don't. I I get the feeling enforcers weren't allowed to talk about it. So uh, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, probably because they didn't want to like in, incite a panic or anything. Uh, we saw okay. a lot of people wearing face masks, sure. and and there were a lot more like uh, like uh, hand sanitizer stations than usual. Nice. And like the bathrooms seemed to have a lot of people <clears throat> washing their hands and stuff like that. Like bathrooms seemed pretty busy. That's good. People should wash their hands. They really regardless should, because someone yeah, someone put out like. Uh, they did a survey 
I forget where this was exactly. They said like, <laughs> yes or no. Do you wash your hands? That's pretty much what it was. And it was like 32% of males said that said yes. And it's just like, what the fuck? Only 32%. It was, like, it, it was like a stupid low number. I'm like, that's disgusting. That is very, that's awful. Wow. Okay. Well, thanks dudes. But yeah, no, the con itself was uh, it was always fun. It was PAX. It is what it was. Uh, they had like a speed running like area this time around. They had a stage there where a bunch of people from like GDQ were there doing like mini talks. They were showing off how to speed run games. Uh, but they all they had their usual stages. Like they had their like the Just Dance stage, Jackbox stage, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, it was it was pretty good. Right on. Did you buy some stuff? Yeah. Uh, I was on the show floor for a while, but I was mainly picking up games for the collection. So uh, I, I got like a bunch of Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games, some rarer stuff that I saw down on the show floor. Uh, I got this really cool shadow box of Turtles in Time. So it's got like uh, the four turtles fighting a bunch of Foot Clan members. It's neat. Right on. I'm trying to think of what else I got. That was cool. I think that was more or less it. It was mainly focusing on getting games uh, for the collection and uh, kind of hanging out, saying hi to people. And the collection is that's the name of the museum. Is that what you're implying? Sure. <laughs> okay. All and right. Well, there you go. Heard it first. Why that's there? It, it, it's just yeah. a collection. It's that's the subtitle that. of the museum name. What's the What's the worst <laughs> thing you bought? Room service, because man, that was expensive. <laughs> Okay, what was this room service like? What did you, where'd you end up? What, what was the hotel if you couldn't get the Westin? Uh, we ended up at the Boston Harbor Hotel, I think it was. Like, it's a really nice and, hotel right on, the, right on the bay. And, and quote here, Proton John says, Boston Harbor's room service sucks. No, the room service was delicious. It was just crazy expensive. Okay, like, so not like, worth the price. Like 30 bucks for a burger expensive. That's insane. That is insane. It was yeah. a it was a tasty burger and a big burger, but it was an expensive burger. So we like did it once. Was it like a special burger? Uh, not really. Like two patties, gold no. foil, one one big a patty, fancy bun. I mean, you could get the seafood ones; those were even more expensive. Thirty bucks. I want at least two burgers. It was one big patty. It was like a, was it like a like a full inch patty or something like that. I forget what the I actual. think. 15 16 bucks is my limit on what I'll spend on a burger. 15? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's that's about that's my max. What about you, Paul? Um, for like a gourmet thing, 25 to 30 is not unreasonable. If oh, you're going wow. to like fancy a fancy guy over here, okay. If you go to like a fancy restaurant. That being said, and normally order the burger? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like burgers. What do you mean? Sure. You've yeah um otherwise like anything over ten dollars is crazy for like it basically anywhere else for a burger yeah the only time i pay more than that is if it's like super fancy or if they let you add on like a bunch of crazy stuff there's one burger sure. place we go to where it's like oh yeah throw on like an extra patty guacamole bacon just like right just go, go crazy on it and then you're actually paying for the toppings you're not really paying for the burger right anymore, i mean that's a so different makes scenario sense. yeah 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 right on right on um okay so hard rock cafe do you guys like when you put on this show at the hard rock cafe do you like rent it out or are there regulars in there too wondering what's going on in the corner rent it out 
Okay. That's well, less funny, but, but like, okay. no, well, now here's the thing there. This was a, a restaurant and also like the, the show place. I think I forget it was the cavern club. I think was the name of the actual place where we had the show, but it was attached to the hard rock. Okay. So you could walk into the hard rock and just get food. And then you would hear us like running the show in the next room over shouting about video games. Yeah, exactly. Which are neither hard nor rock and roll related, but the they were part. very cafe. Sure. 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 Uh-huh. Now, but then again, during PAX, like, I'm sure anyone going to the Hard Rock Cafe, like, is is into video games. Uh, no, you'd be surprised. It was it was pretty normal people there from what I saw. Okay. No utilicilts? I guess it's too... Do you still get utilicilts in the winter? I don't... I don't think they even have a booth. I did not see them this year. Think they they're, I think I'm just talking about like people walking around wearing. Them. Oh, no, no, I never. Yeah, no, I haven't seen anyone wearing a utility kilt in a while, but like they used to have a booth. I know they've okay, had them at, at PAX West before. Sure. Yeah. I saw people wearing utility kilts at South. Um, there was no oh. booth, though. Right on. Well, how'd the, how'd the live show go? Live show went good. Uh, we had. Uh, I think it was two. Yeah, 200 tickets were available. We sold out. Uh, we had a little VIP thing before for those who bought a VIP ticket and just hung out and just what does a VIP ticket get you? Uh, you get in earlier. We were going to do a, uh, a Q and a session, but we turned it into a meet and greet. So basically we just kind of all separated and just chatted with people in the room. Okay. So, and they got to get seated early. They got to take the nice seats up front, et cetera. Uh, they got a signed poster from us as well. And like it was cool. just a, it was a nice cool thing. What there. If, okay, that's a lot. So what's the price difference on these tickets? Uh, fifty versus fifteen. Oh wow. Okay. All right. Seems like a good deal. Fifty bucks. Sure. Yeah. That'll that'll get you into packs. For no, day. it won't actually. <laughs> They're like aren't, six, the, aren't the day passes fifty bucks? Sixty five. Oh, weird. Uh, South was fifty shit. bucks, and I remember packs West last time I went. Those were fifty, weren't they? Oh, sorry. They are sixty. Yeah, 60. Thursday. Yeah, each day separately is sixty bucks, and getting the four day pass is two twenty five. So it's a savings of fifteen dollars. But if you want to do BYOC, which is the bring your own computer thing, it's an extra thirty five. Oh, and, and plus taxes. There's also tax on top of that. Sure. Well, cool. Good job. Yeah. When's the next live show? Um. Not 100% confirmed yet, but it's looking like it'll be in Atlanta in May. Because that's when oh, okay. we're doing Momocon there, so we'll have the normal thing, and we might be having a satellite show on top of that, but we don't have everything locked down yet. We're looking into doing that. Nice. And is the is you said there's like a concert part, portion to this? Yeah, we have our friends Family Jewels and Adriana. They both, uh, they both perform. Jules is a guitarist. Oh, so is it singer. is it always the same concert people or is it whoever's local? Uh, same concert people because usually they also show up okay. at the same cons. So we're just like, hey, do you want to get paid and like have fun? We're like, sure. Nice. Cool. Cool, cool. Any any plane mishaps? Not really. Uh, it was a rough, like some, some turbulence. That's about it. We had uh, bad seating on the way in, like we weren't sitting next to each other. And then uh, on the way oh. back, we had like some super nice seats. We ended up on the Dreamliner that the uh, that WestJet now has. 
we end up in like the premium seats, but not like the business class seats, like or the step before the nice one. So they gave you like they actually served you meals. You had like leg room. Yeah, like a giant Man, like, leg room would be so nice. Yeah, like a 13 inch TV or something like that attached to the chair in front of you. It had like a recliner portion, all this other jazz. Like they're hella nice seats. Okay, cool. Oh, I'm glad the trip was good. Yeah. Paul, how was your last week? It's been good. Just catching up on TV shows. I started watching that one you were talking about last time, that Nickelodeon Netflix Oh, yeah, show. me too. Do you like it? Yeah. I don't know. I watched the first episode because it was like kind of double long. It was like a 44-minute thing or something. Yeah, the rest are all like 22 or whatever. So I was like, okay, let me think about that one for a while. I had other shit to watch anyway. It's I don't know. Okay. For the show, I'll by the way, we should mention one. in case people forgot, uh, Glitch Tex is a Netflix Tex. Nickelodeon joint. It's, it's very okay. I'm not like overly looking. into it. I like the way it looks. Um, very nice looking. Yep. The, uh, I, I like the way it sounds. Like the uh, well, I, I was gonna say the theme song I like, but I'm not a huge fan of the lyrics. I like the the background sound to the theme song quite a bit. But um, I love Miko. Miko's. Um, well, great. I was gonna say that's. I don't like Miko. <laughs> oh, I um, love Miko. Miko's a lot so of good. her dialogue is super lame. Uh, in, in my opinion, there's a lot of mm-hmm. like gamers speak in there. There's a lot of that. <laughs> like she lives at like one three three seven. Yeah, that's the like address house. Um, I don't know. I like five because he doesn't talk like a gamer. Yeah, he's just like a normal dude. He's like a normal dude. Um, yeah, it's like it's fine. I don't know. Yeah, it's fine. Um, more importantly, uh, we caught up on The Outsider for this week. So last episode is Sunday. So super excited about that. Uh, that show continues to be heart-wrenchingly good. <laughs> so okay. I'm excited for more of that. But more importantly, Castlevania came out today. So yeah. that's going to be something I binge probably tomorrow, I'm guessing. That's my next thing once I'm done glitch text, which I'm just about. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, it's just been catching up on some shows and whatnot division two catching up on that Yo, we're not talking about video games yet man not yet that's yeah. we're not at that segment but, yet. um not a whole hell of a lot more i guess at some point i'll watch high fidelity that show it's been ready to go for a while now but just haven't pulled the trigger on it yet what about you what's new with you uh not too much um let's see shows movies uh we're catching up on my hero because that that new movie is finally in town here. Okay. This this weekend's a big movie weekend because um, we're gonna hit my hero and we're gonna hit uh, the new Pixar uh, onward. Uh, right. I'm quite excited okay. for. Cool. Um, but yeah, no, not nothing really. I'm excited that movies are finally starting to come out again. That's about it. But yeah, uh, let's do the show then. Top down perspective for March 5th. I'm Sean Booker. I'm Paul Fleck. I'm John Wheeler. All right, Paul, you you're you were bursting at the seams. Tell us about the division two. Uh Warlords came out. Warlords of New York. So finished the main content through that uh, top level. Wow. And now the grind begins. So wow. yeah. okay. How long uh, is that campaign? Seventeen missions. So, however long it takes you to do wow. one of the missions, I that's guess. sizable. I'm I'm surprised it's, you're already done. Good, good job. 
Well, I mean, the real game is the end game stuff anyway. <laughs> so I'm done like the intro to that. I'm done the story stuff. That story stuff's cool. It it kind of ends the way I figured it would end. <laughs> so there's that, I guess. Um, more importantly, though, the way they change stuff in that game for everybody, not just people that have the expansion, is like huge in how they deal with gear and stuff. It's not like you don't have to be reading spreadsheets and looking up builds and stuff anymore. You can actually just tell in game when something is like much better for whatever you're trying to do. Thank God. Like they finally they made it so you game, can. There was like a, the number was green and it was high. The number was green, but like if you only went by the number was green, you were doing it wrong because oh, that's you weren't min maxing properly. Yeah, you did. No, that's it wrong, okay. Then. It was fine. Yeah, it's fine. Um, it's not fun when you start doing like legendary runs of stuff, but that's and that's what I like to do. Uh, the very, very end game stuff. Um, now it's just like a little bar and you can see right away that like this bar is bigger than that bar for this skill or whatever. You have a skill library now, so you don't have to hold a bunch of loot to like recalibrate your weapons. You just like get those perks and um skill points or whatever and you just kind of like hide them away in a library that you can use indefinitely from then on which is so much better uh they added season pass stuff which i don't know yet about i'm a little we'll see we'll see how they do season pass stuff but it is how, free do, how does that work is that a separate uh, purchase it's uh part of warlords uh, okay so, like is, so is it like Okay, so, so the way there, it is happens there, is there now... Two, is there two tiers, I should say? Is there a free tier and a paid tier, kind of? You just get more with the paid tier, but it, right, okay. the base tier is all you need, unless you right. want more, like, cosmetics. So it's shit. like when um, Destiny switched to Seasons, and then you bought... Kind of, um, yeah. What was their most recent thing? What was the one in the fall? Where they switched yeah, over? I, I forget. I but whenever you bought that, whatever. it, like, came with the first Seasons Battle Pass? Yes, it's kind of like that. Uh, So the way it works now is that it goes up to level 40. And then after that, you have a new, like, what they're called infinite leveling thing. It's not really infinite, but what it is, is every time you level, you get a point that you can put into, like, doing more damage, having more health or whatever, just kind of little upgrades like that. Oh, this is kind of like Borderlands 3 does this. Yes, like badass points. No, these are guardian tokens. Sure, but they were badass points or whatever in two, I think, is the last one I played. Yes. For Borderlands. It's the okay. same idea. I don't though. remember. It's if like it's, le- two, but okay. it's leveling after um the main levels are done. And then that is also what determines your season pass t- uh level and whatnot as well. So that's all, all right. just complete endgame stuff. Um they added new exotics, which is like, yeah, of course they're going to, but they added they actually went ahead and did it. They added a fucking gun, machine gun, that's called Bullet Hell that doesn't need to be reloaded ever. And every hundred bullets, it reloads everybody else in your party's weapons for them. So people are just constantly shooting all the time. And I want it so bad. <laughs> it's that's so weird. dumb. It's that's so dumb. <laughs> yeah, that's a dumb gun. Um, I don't know. That thing's just cool. It's cool to go back to New York. It is a little weird that. Once you start that content, the New York stuff, you are stuck in New York until you finish the story stuff. I heard about that. That is super strange. It's kind of weird. <laughs> yep. 
And I think it's because when you're in DC before you start that stuff, you ha- kind of like are at max level and you have a gear score. When you go into the Warlords content, you that stuff is like erased. You're now like level 30. You're going up to level 40. So I don't think it knows how to parse that information going back and forth, which is why it m- makes you finish it so that you're in kind of a different instance of DC once you finish that part. And also story-wise, stuff happens that changes how like DC stuff works a little bit, but not really. Um, that thing is cool. That thing is totally worth the like 30 or 40 bucks or whatever it is to upgrade. If you're into division, if you're not like the, then I'm just talking on deaf ears because you don't care. It's the same game, but like they just added a whole lot of stuff that makes it way easier to do stuff in and like a lot of new content. So I'm stoked for it. You're going to get into this at some point, you said, right? Yeah, I plan to. Um, basically, yeah. when I, we like wrap up our current co-op thing, that's like the next one that we'll jump into. Sure. Yep. Sounds good. Um, more co-op stuff. Uh, I'm trying to learn Escape from Tarkov from some friends that play it. I don't think that game's very good. Like, it's huge. People that love it, love it. But I just don't like it. <laughs> like, it's fine because it's a thing I'm playing with buddies. And, but, like, I wouldn't play that game alone. That game okay. is... I understand now how people felt when the, I wanted to play DayZ with them because that game is, like, impenetrable. Of, like, oh, you only have a 1,000 hours in this? Huh, newbie. It's like, oh, all right, well, cool. I don't Great. I don't want to play this then. Yep. <laughs> Especially with you, weird straw man that I made up for this argument. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. That game is a weird, like online multiplayer thing where you are playing the same maps going into scavenge for better gear and then doing quests for traders in your hub or whatever to like upgrade more stuff in your hideout so you can get more gear it's like this weird gear grind thing but if you aren't tactical quiet and good at shooting you're fucked and you will never win (laughs) so it's like great I get a slow playing game where I'm just going to lose all my shit, I guess. Um, I don't know. I don't know. People that are into it are super into it. I can't break through it, but at least I'm having fun with friends, I guess. I played Quantum League, that beta. Did you guys play this or look at this at all? I have not heard of this. So Quantum League. But I forgot what it was. Quantum League is a 1v1 or 2v2 match in an arena, a shooter match where you play the same loop oh, yeah, yeah, using yeah. three clones every 15 seconds. So you play as like one version of yourself for 15 seconds doing a thing. You're trying to get to a point and capture it. And to do that, you're going to like shoot the enemy member uh, team to kill them and like stop them or just like outrunning them or like whatever, tricking them. And then it'll rewind time. And that version of what you just did will happen indefinitely until, like, that clone is killed. But now you're going to play a second version of that 15 seconds doing different stuff. And then... There's, like, two of you. There's there's three. <laughs> there's three clones. Right. Yeah, yeah it yeah. does this three times. Um, so what this turns into is generally you trying to do an objective, then a second clone... If that clone reaches the objective, a second version of you, making sure that version always reaches that objective. Otherwise, a paradox happens and you don't get the point. Like if 
the second version of the enemy team kills that guy that got the objective you have to make sure that your guy kills that guy and if you don't then maybe your third guy can kill that second guy but then you have to work out for the third guy it's really fucking confusing to talk about but it's actually kind of fun (laughs) is what i'm getting at it's um it's unlike any other shooter on the market which is the last time i've really said that in a big way for a multiplayer game was siege so it might be super interesting to get into i would like a bigger game rather than 2v2 but i can see why it's only 2v2 at max right now because that's shit's confusing as hell it's <laughs> there like is. uh it's like that platformer uh pb Winterbottom. bottom anyone remembers that yeah. from the 360 yeah 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 kind of man that thing is super weird though that is a weird thing uh i i've explained it the best i could the only thing you could do now is look at a video of it and decipher how it works for yourself um that yeah that thing's cool I want to see more of that when Sounds it comes cool, out. Yeah. I hope that's free to play because I don't, the, from what I played in that beta, that doesn't seem like it's worth like a grand amount of money to play. And I think it will die before it ever takes off if they're asking for like a decent paycheck from it. But we'll have to see. I think I saw a lot of people said the same. It was just like, hey, devs, maybe you should consider free to play. <laughs> Get people into this thing. Uh, the last thing I played is the Final Fantasy VII demo because I knew it was looking good. I knew I know like the characters from before. I just needed to know how it played. That thing plays amazingly. It plays so good. I was planning when when it got announced that it was out. I was planning on downloading it, and then I saw in the description, uh, progress does not transfer to the main game, and I was like, "What? It's 2020. How are pro- you not? How are you not doing that anymore? Like, I thought just demo. You, that was like a feature all demos had is, at this isn't point. Isn't the demo like 20 minutes long? Like, it's hella short. Yeah, you barely make any progress. Yeah, <laughs> you play just. I like just the don't game. literally want to, like, a demo. Play the same thing twice. I also th- assumed it was longer. Also, I thought I heard it was like an hour or two. No, it's definitely not an hour. It no, is de- no, it's no. the same demo they okay. had at PAX, which is just like you f- you run into the building, you blow up that robot. That's it. It's like literally like the first like pretty much 20 minutes of the game. Okay. It's like the, well, it's like the part that you would do for a tutorial where they're like, use this button to run, use this button to climb ladder like that. It's just that whole intro thing. Um, that game plays really, really good. I didn't understand how that thing was supposed to work for a while for like the first few fights, but it didn't matter because they put you up against like shitty soldiers that don't do anything but shoot at you and like every now and then try to hit you if you're too close. Uh, it wasn't until the spider tank battle thing that I was just like, okay, it clicked with me. And like, this is how you switch between the characters and like set up like these giant combos using multiple characters. And that's only with two because you only have uh, Cloud and Barrett in that. So that game is fucking dope. I wanted to play more of that like right away. So I was sad well, it ended. It's real soon. It's real like, soon. I'm to super excited to get into that. Yeah. That was super satisfying uh, how it plays. On the other hand, there's a mode in it called Classic Mode, and that yeah. is literally the computer plays itself. <laughs> and that was kind of funny. Um, so what it is is it wants the player to focus. Like The reason it's called Classic Mode is it wants the player to focus on using abilities, uh, spells, or items, or whatever. So what it does is it fills in all the normal like fight fighting attacks of like your characters dodging or blocking enemy actions and your and them like 
attacking enemies with their basic things. But because the classic mode is easy, the enemies die in a few hits. So it literally is just like, I don't have to use any spells. The computer is just killing itself. <laughs> it's really, really funny. I mean, apart from the it being easy, that just sounds like how like the tales of games work where you control one person and the computers will deal with the rest of your party. So that's how it plays normally anyways. You control one person and then like you can switch between them and the other yeah. members are doing different stuff. This yep. is like the extreme of the computers just controlling everything and waiting for your input. But because it's on easy mode for it, everything dies in like a few hits. So you don't need to have any input if you don't want to. I just sat there and drank some coffee while watching it, basically. Right on. Yeah, I can't wait. That thing is going to be really good. And that's going to be a real huge bummer when the demo ends and the game has barely even started because we're still in mid car. <laughs> 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 oh, man, that's going to be some blue ballsy shit right there. Yeah, well, isn't the whole game just mid The whole game is just Midgar, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. That when the game ends, it's just like, oh, great. <laughs> well, well we're still we're halfway through out. disc one. All right. <laughs> Yeah, I'm curious how many parts this thing is going to be. It depends yeah. on how much they streamline some of the other stuff. And to be fair, they can. Yeah. Well, they've, they, they've been putting a lot more into this one, so it's going to be a longer game than it was originally by far. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's such a such a question. And like, when do you think the second part even like comes out? Like, are they That's trying the to thing. make these close <laughs> at all? Or is it going to be kind of like you know typical Five years from 18 now. months or is it, is it going to be a, a real long like development cycle again it's so yeah. weird what a weird thing and, and as magical gamers saying it's supposed to harken back to the old atb fff battles that's true but it would be like if those fff atb battles were happening and the enemies were consistently taking 10 damage every second while you were making up your mind that's why it's funny <laughs> uh that's right all on. i've been playing though Cool. All right, John, what'd you play at PAX? Uh, not all that much, because like I said, I was not really there for that long. Uh, the little bit I did spend there, uh, I mainly did shopping for the collection. But uh, I played two games, and unfortunately, I can't remember the name of one of them right now. I have a card for it somewhere. Uh, but it was a... It was Fortnite, that's what they call it. Yes, the famous Fortnite booth at PAX. <laughs> uh, it was it was like a, a scuba diving game. You're like four like scuba divers, but it was an arena base shooter a 2d arena shooter so you could free aim twin stick style to shoot at people you could dodge around there were special moves you could get and items you could pick up and it just kept track of how many kills you got through points but it also had a single player mode which uh there was a bunch of challenges like avoid getting eaten by a shark like auto scroller stages kind of like battletoad style like it was really fun i just don't remember the name of it right now unfortunately i'll have to uh try to find the card for that later but the other game that I do remember okay. playing was called Thieves Town. Uh, this is the it's done by the studio that's putting out uh, the Pacross Puzzle Makeout League game that I talked about last year, I think. Uh, okay. This is basically like a four-player local co-op game where you all like it's it's uh, I want to say Atari styled, where you all are like these generic thieves, but you have a button that you can press to just like stab with your knife. The idea is you have to kill the other players without getting caught yourself. And you have to try to get the highest score by the end. But there's all these different modifiers on it. Like at one point, you'll all look the exact same. So you can't tell who is who until you stab or get stabbed. Uh, then there's other ones like where you become a sheriff and you have a gun. But uh, 
you have to kill the other players. You only get more ammo if you kill the correct people, stuff like that. There's special effects like everyone turns invisible, everyone gets knocked out, there's, you can drop bombs, etc. It was a fun little like party game. And apparently it's already out on Switch. Cool. Was, oh. that, was that underwater one called Swim Sanity? Uh, that might be it, actually. Okay, I just I did a quick Google and Swim yes, Sanity that is correct. Up. Swim Sanity is correct. Yeah, no, that oh, was a fun. Cute. Yeah, that was a fun little game, and it is coming out. Oh, did it actually come out? That's weird. No, release date fall twenty nineteen, coming soon on Steam. So it's not out on Steam yet. But weirdly enough, uh, it says initial release date February twentieth, twenty nineteen, on on Wiki. That doesn't seem right. I really like weird. this art style for it. Yeah, it was a it was a fun game. Uh, yeah, it looks like it's not quite out yet, but it will be soon. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I had fun with yeah. that. Uh, I had fun with East Town. Unfortunately, everything else that I wanted to check out lines were too big, and I didn't have enough time. So I was I kept watching like the demo for Fall Guys. Which looked really fun. Devolver had a couple new games they announced. That that disc game that they, everyone was talking about. I saw that on Twitter. That looks kind of cool. Uh, they had their Enter the Gungeon arcade game there, which I really wanted to check out, but again, no time. So, uh, yeah, it was it was a much more indie centric show because of uh, some of the major studios stepping out. Nintendo had a huge yeah. booth, but I think the only thing they were really showing off was Animal Crossing. So, right, yeah. Did you see some Animal Crossing? Uh, no. <laughs> oh, you're also not in Animal Crossing. I'm right? not in Animal Crossing. I'm picking okay. it up, but I'm mainly picking it up because my wife's into it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she was excited. That's for a it. weird game to play if you're if you're not into Animal Crossing because it's not like I don't know how to word this. I don't want to say like it doesn't have the most fun gameplay, but the gameplay is something that you need to be into. I yeah. feel like like if you don't like doing chores chores aren't fun you know what i mean like is it, i don't know how to sure. express this but no anyway. i get it. it it's not it's like it's a time killing game essentially yeah but anyway if you uh if you get some fruit i need let's uh let's let's hook up let's, hook, <laughs> let's help each other out but yeah no uh that's pretty much all i played at pax uh i finished up link's awakening remake well, it was gone. Right Be the game on hard mode or hero mode, whatever it was called. Uh, nice. And and then unlocked all those like dungeon challenges. And that was not worth it. <laughs> really mm. wasn't, which is a bummer because that was the feature I was the most right. excited for. And uh, start playing Luigi's Mansion 3. OK, is it the okay. one of the best games of all time? Like a lot of people seem to think. No, but it, it's good. It's Luigi's Mansion. Do you like Luigi's Mansion okay. one and two? Then you'll like Luigi's Mansion three. See, I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> What? For whatever reason, that didn't work for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I seem to be in the minority. So weird. Yeah, no, I was having fun with it. I'm not too far in it, but I was enjoying it. Okay, cool. Yeah, a lot of people are way into Luigi's Mansion Three. For some reason, it just didn't click for me. Well, that's fair. Wait till you get to the sewer level. Holy smokes, is that bad? <laughs> yeah, maybe that'll be when it jumps off for me. But yeah, what I played so far, I liked. Uh, right on. Last night on stream, we played through this game called 1980X. It was only about yes. an hour, hour and yeah. a half long, but it was really good. I actually quite enjoyed it. I didn't know it was that short. <laughs> it oh, seemed yeah. like it would be long due to its premise. No, uh, 
I think the problem is, is that it's like part one of like a two or three part game series. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, like the game has absolutely gorgeous art. Like it's all hand drawn stuff that looks looks like 80s retro aesthetic pixel art, but it, like it's all hand drawn apparently. Uh, it's a game about a kid growing up. Uh, kind of telling about his life, just kind of like finding himself in his hometown, but through the art of like finding games and belonging in gaming. So he mm-hmm. he finds this arcade with other people that are kind of like him and he just hangs out there and he plays different games. So the the gameplay aspect is you playing different genres of games from like the 80s. So you'll play like uh, a shmup, you'll play a beat em up, you'll play uh, a racing game like Outrun, you'll play an RPG and you'll pl- yeah you play like an endless like runner trailer it's just like a bunch of different things like that and uh like there's just a story going along alongside it uh very 80s aesthetic very like vaporwave style music soundtrack the soundtrack is amazing uh but it like it i really enjoyed it like it was a nice like i don't want to say heartwarming story because i mean there's some aspects to it but like it it, <laughs> it was yeah. good i i quite enjoyed it it it, it told its story well but like I said, the real bummer is that it's about an hour, hour and a half long. I mean, yeah. at least it's only like ten bucks. So yeah, and but yeah. it looks like they like it straight up does to be continued at the end. So it's like yeah, no, there's going to be another one. Cool. Cool. Okay. Ninety X. Mm-hmm. Probably. <laughs> Probably <laughs> actually. Yeah, I'm, cool. I'm actually curious how long this took to play through. Um, I'm looking at last night's stream. Uh. Yeah, no, I would I would probably say that took about an hour. Mm. Right on. It seems yeah. neat. It is really neat. I can't wait to see what they do next. But considering uh, the game came out for PS4 back in July and it only just got yeah. on Switch now, uh, I'm going to assume there's going to be a while before we get the next part, which is a bummer. Yeah. But yeah. I'm saying Steam was in the summer of last year. Yeah, if you want to play like a honestly pretty chill game and, and like old style arcade games and stuff, go for it. Cool. Yeah, uh, it looks like my gameplay was almost exactly an hour. Wow. Neat. All right, that's all I've been playing. Sean, what about you? I played through, um, I guess at the moment, the most recent Borderlands 3 DLC campaign. They have another one coming out at the end of the month. Um, but the season, not yeah, the season pass. No, not season pass. Uh, crap. What are they called when it's a bunch of DLC expansion pass? Expansion pass is that what they're called? I, I think know. so. Yeah, <laughs> my brain can't work at the moment. Apparently, um, that thing finally went on sale for the Xbox version of it. Um, that thing is regularly fifty dollars. That's that seems high for an expansion pass, but maybe that I'm just out seem- of the loop. Um, so it was finally on sale. Pick that up. We played through it over the weekend. Um, it's all like Matt, uh, Mad Moxie themed, uh, taking on one of Handsome Jack's casinos. You're doing a heist to steal everything. Okay. It's fine. Um, I don't have a ton to say other than it's more Borderlands and Borderlands plays fine. So I, I was happy with that. It's actually pretty easy to get every single achievement in that, which was nice, except there's one achievement for having to kill this kind of weakish enemy that like it's like a random chance of whether or not it shows up when you enter the area. 
which those are just a huge bummer because um, you have to just like hope it shows up and just like keep reloading the checkpoint or whatever. That's always annoying when you're trying to like fully wrap something up. Cause that's the one thing I'm missing. Yeah. Um, but we played through that. So I'll play through whatever the next one is at the end of the month. Um, and yeah, Borderlands is still fine. Uh, just getting ready for that movie, you know? Yeah. Making sure totally. I'm caught up with all the lore. Yep. Yeah. You know, gotta, gotta make sure about that. Um, at one point you find a it's like a it's like a scrapyard of dead and broken clap traps. Okay. Called scrap traps. Do they just uh, have like weird zombie things going on where like some of them like jump out? They're at just you kind of whatever? all broken or whatever. And then okay. there's a there's like a king scrap trap or something. Great. They all have the same voice as claptrap though, so my favorite character just got a whole lot of that real quick. <laughs> Great. Um, and there was like a throwaway line that was something like they must have survived like the purge or the great purge or something. Was that a thing with claptraps? Is he's the last one or something like that? Does anyone remember their borderlands lore? Does that oh, have, we gotta to, get rid does of that have to do with the robot revolution DLC from the first game? I have absolutely no idea. I could not tell you. But I never played through that DLC, so I don't remember. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> I we'll I on. think I did play through that DLC, but that was forever <laughs> ago. So that was a long time ago. Yeah. That was a long. Yeah, I don't know. Um. Anyway, so I played through that. Um, I also finally finished After Party. Oh, uh, which yeah. Was, okay. Which was slow going because uh, I was playing it with my girlfriend um, since it was pretty like story focused. It, it was something kind of that she could like watch as we went through it. Um, yeah. And I haven't really talked about it much here because I was only playing little bits and pieces of it every few weeks. Uh, but I finally wrapped it up. I think that game is far inferior to Oxenfree. I've heard um, this, actually. I've heard that it was kind of a letdown. It is a bit of a letdown for sure. Um, on one hand, it's super janky. Um, yep, I've it heard runs this too. so poorly, which is crazy because yeah. like I'm running it on the you know Xbox One X, um, mm. and it's still running super poorly. I've heard the PS4 version runs bad. Um, I'm not, I haven't heard much of the PC version. Um, I've heard it runs bad. I wouldn't so. be surprised. Yeah, it's weird how how bad it runs. Um, also, like so, the main mechanic is again, it's like you know quote-unquote walking simulator it's you know story focused but you're mm-hmm. you can order like a bunch of different weird drinks from the bartenders and those will open up different like conversation uh paths but they're not even so much paths that's that's one of the other issues is they'll kind of add an extra thing you can say that will relate to the type of drink you have and when you order a drink it'll be like oh this one will make you like really courageous this one will make you flirty so it'll give you kind of a like like you know courageous or flirty thing you can say at random times but that Uh barely changes the conversation in any way to the point of like what is even the point of doing this besides making my screen just go all like wonky for like 20 seconds um so that just seemed like kind of like half-baked i'm maybe there was more stuff going on in the background of like oh you actually weren't able to do this unless you were like super drunk but i don't think that was the case so that just that, again, that seemed kind of just like a, a half thought out idea. It was more mm-hmm. in there because they liked the idea of drinks doing stuff, but they didn't like go through or they didn't push it far enough. I, I want to say. Sure. Um, 
Yeah, and I just coming off of Oxen Free, which is just you know I held that in pretty high regard, doesn't help. So if you're gonna play like one of Night School Studios games, just, like go play Oxen Free. I think it's a better game, and they're they're both on Game Pass. Um, mm. So yeah, kind of a bummer, but you know what can you do? Yeah, I also did finish Tokyo Mirage Sessions, yada 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 Switch version. Um, <laughs> right. How so long? I, how long I, was I did it? it that seems like you're going through that pretty fast, honestly. Yeah, uh, I want to say I clocked in around 40 hours. That's way shorter okay. than I expected, especially for a Persona-style yep. game. <laughs> yep. It is definitely significantly shorter than a Persona-style game. Um, but hey, I did, an, I did an RPG. So there's my one, there's my yearly annual RPG in the can. Um, it was nice. Your it was nice getting that done. done. Uh, I think that story is garbage. Mm-hmm. Oh god, the story's so bad. Um, the side quests are extremely lame, um, but the combat is just super fun. And I've said this time and time again. Um, I'm glad I played through it. I'm ha- I'm happy for that. I wanted to. I've always wanted to see what that game was because it's such a weird little mashup thing. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, wrap it, wrap that up. Uh, so now I'm free, free to play tons of games. I played some voxel grams because Paul on your switch. On my Switch, Paul would not stop talking about it. Um, so I was like, I got to yeah. try it out. And I love 3D Across. I mean, it's 3D, 3D Across. Across. So, 3D yeah. Across is, is, I've said it, I'll say it again, it is the best style of Pacross. Um, it is a style of Pacross. That's true. And I guess side tangents, they're talking about the Switch. I bought one of those bed frame holders. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> um... I don't, uh-huh. It was just like it was on sale. It was like it was like fifteen bucks. Like why not? I wanted to try it out. So you like sure. screw it to your headboard, and then it has this like like ex- surprisingly strong arm. Like you need to put some effort into like bending it into shape, which I guess is it's good because like on the Amazon link, people are putting like tablets and stuff in there. So you got to be careful. Uh, those things can get a bit heavy. Um, <laughs> but I'm yeah, I'm kind of like weirdly like like quasi excited to try laying down in bed with my switch above my head playing the game yeah <laughs> um, all right so we'll see how that goes with uh with like murder by numbers this month and whatnot um, yeah but i'm gonna try that out so i'll report back anyway voxel grams the presentation nowhere near as clean and as nice as 3d Pacross from nintendo uh i'll say that off the off the bat sure <laughs> i'm sure it does not have the I'll budget also- it is right, one dude for sure yeah um so, yeah. i'll say i'm not a huge fan of the font choice sure yeah that's not, fair. It's not it's not a it's not a big thing but i just not a big fan of the choice and font they used um the x all the accesses are inverted what yeah when you're rotating like the like the block it's all inverted what are you using to control it i'm using analog stick Oh, like I'm just, why don't you just like, use touch? Because I'm because I'm playing my switch and I'm playing on the couch and got on the TV. Oh, and OK. You, you have even it on yourself the TV. said it plays totally fine with a controller. It does play fine with a controller. It plays better yeah. with touch. OK, I, I don't. <laughs> but if you're playing it on the TV, you can't like exactly. do it then. Yeah, um, so and I mean, like it does. It plays fine. But just both the accesses are or axes axi um, mm-hmm. are inverted. And you can't change that. And it's infuriating, especially the mm. X axis, man. Come on. That's kind of weird. Yeah. 
Um, I don't. I don't use a stick at all. I so I didn't know that. That's fucked up. Uh, it's kind of weird that you wouldn't be able to change that either. It is it's, weird because they have um, the settings are pretty good. You can remap any button you want. That's what I mean. <laughs> the settings um, are okay, yeah. but you can't change the access thing. So that's super strange. That is strange. Uh, and as a result, it just means like I keep rotating it the wrong way every time I try to rotate it. Also. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't remember 3D Across doing this. Um, it seems to want to like um, cut away some of the layers on its own, like automatically when you're rotating it, as opposed to you deciding to like, you know, it, like on 3D Across on like the DS and 3DS, you would click something in the corner and kind of drag it in. Right. To say I want to remove these numbers so I can see the inside. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can do that with the shoulder buttons. You could go yeah. in and out that way, but it'll do it automatically. Like it's thinking based on the way you are rotating this block. It it, it makes a, a judgment that, oh, you want to look inside now. But sometimes I just want to rotate the block. Right. But that seems but no, weird. there's there, huh. there's an auto thing in there that I keep fighting against. Huh? Super weird. Um, that is weird. Yeah. I mean, it's. The game's totally fine, but when you're in the very small niche of 3D Pacross games and you're going up against like like Nintendo just hit it out of the park twice, mm-hmm. then that's the only thing I have to compare it to. So mm-hmm. it's like and because it's not exactly that, I can find these flaws. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I just have to kind of get the muscle memory of inverted X axis and I just have to kind of kind of get that down and, sure. and then I'll get good. I'll be fine with it. Um, sure. It is also eight bucks, so I'm not going to complain that much. Like, whatever. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it is It is fine for what it is, but it mm-hmm. definitely made me think, like, maybe I should just break the 3DS out, man, and just keep going. Because <laughs> I never finished 3D Cross Round 2. Oh, really? Or the first one, now that I think about it. Yeah. No, I never I never mm-hmm. finished that. Um, yeah, so you could we'll just see. go back to it. I could, yeah. but I can't play it on my TV. That, so Voxel Grams has that going for it. <laughs> great <laughs> i should try out touch because i even bought a stylus back when um when mario, mario maker, maker? 2 came out yeah. yeah so i should try that and see what that's like um yeah that's all i've been playing this week um so let's go through all of this news yeah uh, a lot of it's kind of quick but let's yeah. start off with the coronavirus minute for the week mm, ah oh, yeah. just a minute <clears throat> yep hit, hit hit that sound cue john go sick <coughs> yeah that's good. coronavirus yeah that's yeah, the actual one but it's okay go. you put a remix on it john and i appreciated that fun fact okay. uh 90 of americans say they believe it's important to wash their hands after using the restroom but only 66 percent actually do as for washing Disgusting. with soap almost 70 percent admitted to skipping using soap while washing their hands what's the point then <laughs> what that Use was those were some of the statistics I was trying to look up earlier. I couldn't find that thirty-two percent one, but I got that one instead. Who puts her hand under water and then just walks out? Like, what type of oh, psycho you, are you? Just so many people do that. Way that. more people do that than you realize, man. Can I hit you with another with another coronavirus fact? Drop it. Coronavirus okay. fact. Sick. Poll finds thirty-eight percent of Americans say they will not drink Corona beer because of virus. Oh my god! Branding. Anyways, um. I wonder. I, I would. I wonder how many time, How many meetings do you think like the head honchos of Corona Beer have had just to be like, this is tanking our sales out. for the month. They're freaking out for sure. 
they're associated with a fucking pandemic. Like, why wouldn't they be? <laughs> um, GDC got quote canceled, quote postponed. Unquote. No, it's yeah. postponed. Well, yeah, uh, postponed till summer. But nobody knows what that means or when that is yet. So we'll exactly, see. no yeah, one knows so when mo- summer like, is. It's a tragic tale. <laughs> it's true. I'm, that'd be kind of interesting. Like, do you think they actually do hold a GDC, or do they just go like, let's just wait till next year? Let's like, just wait till on. next year. I think I, that's what I think. Like, it seems easier to just cancel one and then come back at the same time than it is to like try and reschedule everything. I think um, so. But. Yeah, this happened right after last week's show. We were wondering it's only a matter of time before it happens. Um, <clears throat> seems like a lot of kind of like we guessed uh, the smaller devs are kind of out a lot of money. And I know there yeah. are several like funds online, people trying to help those out because uh, GDC <laughs> passes are crazy expensive. Yep, um, sure. It is weird, but that is like a big networking event. So. And then, like, you know, hotel in San Francisco travel for people out of state and city. Sure. Like, it's crazy. I have yeah. heard a lot of uh, stuff around GDC. They they are, like, getting refunds and stuff for a bunch. Okay. But I'm sure there are definitely plenty of stuff they can't. I, I heard, like, one story of, um, like, uh, it, it was either a European or, like, an African game developer was like, yeah, we scrounged all our money to get to GDC. Uh, now we're just kind of t- stuck yeah that hurts that's no good um well following in sorry go on no go ahead you you, i was about to mention the next one okay so following in that trend capcom decided that they're gonna pull out of some stuff so they have a announcement here for the capcom pro tour that they've been monitoring news relating to the novel coronavirus outbreak and decide to remove brussels challenge 2020 NorCal Regionals 2020 and April Annihilation 2020 from the Capcom Pro Tour this year. So, yeah. Makes sense, I guess. And then people were like, yo, what about like online, though? (laughs) Which I'm going to tie into the next thing here. Oh, wait, did I not pull it? Yeah, right here. Okay. No, I pulled it. I just pulled it in the wrong spot. CSGO Intel Extreme Masters Tournament had the biggest viewership numbers ever because everybody was scared to go to the fucking thing live and watched it online, (laughs) which is really, really good. Um, That's super weird. So, yeah, more than a million peak viewers saw Navi's 3-0 sweep. Um, So Intel Extreme Masters Catalyst 2020 uh, for Counter-Strike. Um owes its last minute or owes its uh numbers of viewership to the last minute quarantine and people having to watch from home which i think is hilarious <laughs> but so weird. there you go it's a little good news i guess maybe silver lining silver lining yeah uh and that's been your coronavirus minute <laughs> i think that was a bit oh sorry burr, 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 burr. now you're healthy <laughs> now you're healthy (laughs) um all right valorant uh from riot this was uh officially shown this week yes this was announced it was quasi announced a while back when they like announced like six games all just like project like a b c f i don't remember what what this was project a right for people following at home so yeah hero shooter that looks like counter-strike yeah um a 5v5 tactical shooter where your different characters have ability abilities to like like an overwatch essentially but it doesn't seem like abilities that like 
you just murder everybody on the map instantly. It's more like controlling an area, like smoke. And I think one of them was almost like a weird little teleport or like a double jump or something. Right. So, yeah. It's not so much like aggressive abilities. It is more like zone control, putting up walls and whatnot. Right. Um, like I'm controlling the, the environment. The art style's pretty interesting. Um, I'm curious how much it'll change because right now it's like kind of cartoony, but not like Overwatch cartoony or Team Fortress cartoony. Like it kind right. of seems like, oh, I could see like if they wanted to like, it's like the DreamWorks to Pixar kind of. It's like it's a bit cartoony, but not as nice. I could see this being like Counter-Strike c- cartoon style a little bit. Sure. It almost looks like uh, like a Team Fortress 2 like serious style or something. Right, yeah, because, like, the buildings look a little too realistic is the thing. Like, there's not a lot of color going on uh, in the environments for the most part. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm seeing, at least. So, yeah, I'm curious to see how much that'll change. But as a big fan of Overwatch, I'm I'm usually down to try something that's trying to rip off Overwatch. As a fan of Counter-Strike, but an old piece of crap that can't keep up with the kids and their Twitch shooting, (laughs) this might be nice. Sure. That might be nice. I'm always looking for shooters that uh, are not just Twitch shooters and have some weird tactical element to them that makes them different. So I'm in. Like, I want to see more of it for sure. Uh, BAFTA nominees for 2020 were announced. There's a whole lot of them. <laughs> so do you do we want to go through them? Should we do this uh, another time? <laughs> there's a there's a lot of these. Maybe there's a lot time. of them. I mean, yeah, we could go through them. I'm just not ready to take down. Maybe let's just let's just look at what's the best game. What 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 is their list for best game? Okay, let's take a look here. I actually, oh. I just I, I pulled it up. Do you Control, mean best game Disco or Elysium? British game? Uh, Porque no los dos. <laughs> exactly. Luigi's Mansion Three, Outer Wilds, Sekiro, and Untitled Goose Game. Good for them. <laughs> right. Uh, so, do you want to make a you want to make a commitment just on best game? I mean, I'm I'm give, I'm gonna say control just because that's mean, where my heart is on this list. Sure, they might go outer wilds for what that does. Maybe John, what's the best game from the Baptist? What do you think? I'm, what's your I'm guess? looking at the list again. What do we got here? Control, Disco Elysium, Luigi's Mansion Three, Outer Wilds, Sekiro, Untitled Goose Game. Uh, I almost see them giving it to Untitled Goose Game to be perfectly honest. Okay. If not, okay. We'll if not, Goose Game, Disco Elysium. All right. Okay. And then you also have to pick a British game, which is oh. Dirt Rally 2, Heaven's Vault, Knights and Bikes, Observation, <laughs> Planet Zoo, and Total War Three Kingdoms. All games we're all quite familiar with. I know two of these. <laughs> I, I know Planet Zoo, I know Total War, and I know Knights and Bikes. Uh, yeah, I know Knights and Bikes as oh, that yeah. game I want to play. Yeah. Yep. I guess I know um, Dirt Rally too. Uh, I guess yeah, I guess I know that too. But I, I heard cool things about I observation, mean, if, if, so I'm gonna say observation. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to Knights and Bikes. Oh shit! No, I game. played through Observation. Actually, that game was totally good. That's true. I'll say Planet Zoo. Why not? Okay. All right. There's a, yeah. Let's let's move on. There's so much to this. There's so much. Yeah. Uh, GeForce now apparently is the closest you can get so far in um, their competitive mode to local PC latency. 
in uh, some games that were they were doing some testing between this and Stadia and different like versions of them. But Stadia has negative latency. <laughs> yeah. So um, there's a big article here. I'm just going to basically say the way they did this is they took Destiny 2 and Metro Exodus both games where you don't need Twitch shooting, by the way, so I don't know why they chose those games, but whatever. They um, used a Maki Maki board and an Olympus TG6 camera, apparently, to uh, track latency. Local PC latency for, we'll just go with Destiny 2 for now, uh, was 39.5 milliseconds. Uh, GeForce Now's competitive was 69, nice, milliseconds. Whereas uh, Stadia's best that they could do was 93 milliseconds. Well, GeForce's now, like, balanced method was about the same as Stadia's. What is, you said Maki Maki or or Makey Makey? Makey Makey board. Do you know what that is? No. Does anyone know what that is? Okay. No. No. So, um, this is, like, a thing they're trying to push out specifically for the competitive scene for people that want to do, like overwatch csgo and stuff like that and frankly that's pretty close that's not too bad like about 30 milliseconds off of local but again we have to see here what is geforce now competitive it's yeah i think it's a different option they're working on yeah Mm -hmm. more like a hey look what we can do kind of deal yeah right on so they're working on that but I mean, if it's doable and they're showing it, then it gives Stadia, like, they have to push to get it too, right? So that's good. Good for everybody. I just thought that was kind of neat that they were able to get it that far down so far. Yeah, for sure. Um, Speaking of GeForce Now, the Long Dark dev pulls his game saying he wasn't asked permission to include it and he wants to know... Wait, what does he say? Sorry, those who, of you who are disappointed who can no longer play the long dark on GeForce Now, please take your complaints to them. The devs should control where their games exist. Uh, this guy doesn't understand that GeForce Now is literally, I bought your game on Steam. Your game exists on Steam. I'm playing it just through another computer. <laughs> so, well, but I, I whatever. I'm not, I'm not sure about that. I, I Patrick Klebig over at Vice Games uh, did an article this week that I read through about GeForce Now and like kind of what's going on with these devs pulling out and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Uh, I'd recommend the read if if this is something you're interested in. Um, trying to summarize a bit of it, it seems that like GeForce Now basically didn't ask permission from anyone when putting their games on. Um, and then mm-hmm. so with with some of the bigger ones like Blizzard and specifically Bethesda taking it off. And I had completely forgot about this. Bethesda announced their own streaming service like two E3s ago, Orion. Right, Um, yeah, yeah. Again, that totally slipped my head. Exactly, right? Everyone forgot about Orion. (laughs) So it makes sense that they would not want their games to be on On a a competing... Yeah, another platform. Um, And he... uh, Patrick also mentioned that uh, Blizzard, I guess, has something in the works as well. Uh, There wasn't a name dropped on that one, so I, I didn't know about that one either. Sure. Um, but uh, and then he kind of just he's been trying to uh, contact a lot of them. Not a lot of people are getting back to him, but for the smaller devs, some of them are like, yeah, we didn't know about it until people just started like tweeting, but we're mm-hmm. fine with it, I guess. Specifically, I think that was the um, FTL and into the breach devs knew nothing about this until after the fact. Um, so it's kind of just bringing up the question of like, 
how come NVIDIA isn't doing like a, a due diligence of actually being like a partner with these people? Because NVIDIA is a huge company. Yeah, they should probably they, like partner with these people. But at the same time, then it brings into the question, could you not play your games on my computer? Because that's literally what this is. Right. No, I, I'm for sure. There, some some people that. are understand are misunderstanding, I think, what this is. But NVIDIA the, should be reaching out for sure. NVIDIA, I think NVIDIA definitely should as just like a due diligence at the very least. It's not like they're a small company that can't or doesn't already have a lot of these partnerships with game developers. They make graphics cards all the fucking time that this should be something they can easily do. Um, yeah. And then it, it, that kind of brings into the light the whole why they don't have like a list of games is it almost seems kind of shady at this point. That they're not coming out and being like, these are the games you can play, and it's more of like, Go discover what you can play. They so release that, a list it, every single time they add stuff. There's an update literally every few days. Is there a full list? Because I remember when it launched, we only had the I don't, search option and there was I don't a, know a that user if created one. I don't know if it's a full list, but there is definitely a list of stuff. They're like, these are now added like every few days. I don't know if they have a master list somewhere. I'll take a look. I'll look around. Well, I know that it, there was, that wasn't the case when they launched because we had to go to like Reddit to, or that uh, user uh one whatever whatever the site you found was i remember yeah um, that's still the best way to see if a specific game is there for sure besides uh, just using their app i guess yeah the article goes into like eula agreement stuff that um uh kind of went a little bit over my head but it was a lot of stuff that was related to like actually publishers can pull this stuff because if these lines in a bunch of the eulas do not allow this kind of thing sure um so if this is something you're interested in, I would definitely che- recommend checking out uh, that that article over on Vice Games. Sure. Um, I guess just to put a period on this, though, they NVIDIA offered the dev a graphics card as an apology. <laughs> yeah. How, how weird is that, right? <laughs> sorry. Sorry, we didn't tell tell you that we were using your game. Here's a graphics card. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll have to, I don't understand why they're not even just like sending a tweet. It's like, yo, at developer of game, can we include your thing? And then if they say yes, and a tweet back or like, that'd be cool. That's like literally all you need. Well, <laughs> I mean, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of, I'm sure what a lot of the issue is here and what's causing a bunch of the friction is NVIDIA is charging a fee for some of these for the, the higher tier. So NVIDIA is making money off of the games, which I'm sure plenty of publishers are like, I feel like we should be getting some of that cut. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm sure they have every right sure to if they have their own no- competing service. They should be doing that, which makes sense that Blizzard is going to maybe probably do this. Like, I'm surprised right. they haven't, frankly. Yeah. And I, I just think with that kind of partnered with the like the no the no the not them being a partner like the no communication aspect of it is probably just rubbing a lot of publishers in a bad way immediately and they're like hang on we gotta pull the plug and we need to have a meeting first it's super weird that they don't don't have a guy sending emails out to publishing companies like this is just like a one-person job to sit in an office send emails and check their emails all day to see if you're saying like at nvidia at NVIDIA, yeah. Like, this yeah. seems like an well, easy I mean, it, fix. The cynical idea is maybe they figured this is exactly what's going to happen. But, hey, if we just launch, we'll get so much good press immediately, it won't matter. The ball will be rolling, and then maybe. the fans will be at our will, will be on our side. And it'll be the developers 
that Maybe. look bad for taking their game. They don't have any money yet, though. They don't start charging until May. Even for, like, the three months, because they gave three months free to everybody who wanted the Founders Pack. So everybody could, lit- like, just cancel <laughs> at this point, and they don't get shit. Seems weird. Right. This whole thing's weird. Um, it's been kind of interesting to follow, though. It's definitely a new age yeah. of video game stuff going on oh, here. Sure. Uh, so you guys remember how the Bloodstained reached its goal to do like a roguelike type thing? Yeah. Well, they're, no. they can't do it. Uh, basically, because of the way that the game is made, they can't make a procedurally generated castle without it breaking everything. So what they're doing instead is they're, at, they're um, introducing a randomizer mode. So that instead honestly of a makes way mode, more it's sense. A randomizer. Considering the, yep. the structure of that game, I'm surprised they even said they were going to try doing that. Yep, <laughs> for sure. So uh, this, yeah, this makes a whole lot of sense. So it'll be a randomizer rather than a full-out roguelike mode where the castle changes every time you go in it on one life and blah, blah, blah. I'd be curious, and this is this would probably be super in the weeds, but I'd be curious what st- what what made them think they could do it, and then what was the like feature that they added, and then they realized too far afterwards, like oh wait, because because we put this into play, we can't do it anymore. I think it's just the nature like, was- of the map, really, because like yeah, you could only have so many types of pieces moving to so many places. Well, but they must have thought they could do it at one point. So I'm wondering what was the thing that like broke the horse's back. You know what I mean? They might have just promised the moon and then realized, oh shit, we did this, huh? That's what I'm. That's what I'm shocked at. I mean, to, maybe honestly. I feel like they probably would have had a bit more foresight, but maybe it's it's from like what I've read on it. It sounds like it's just some like old code that they can't like. They basically they set too much of a foundation in the way the map works currently that like they would basically have to code a different game. <laughs> To, sure. for it to work so yeah it is what it is i suppose uh mario kart tour that mobile game finally adds its multiplayer mode march 8th so you will be able to play local and mul- and online multiplayer in that game hooray that does it still handle awful i'm sure it's everything is still the same i heard that there was a new vancouver Yo, update where you sucks. needed to spend like 20 bucks to be able to get the top yeah, the, the Vancouver thing's whatever. done now. So, but but yes, yeah. that is correct. <laughs> Dope. <laughs> um, I just added this in for me, so I would remind myself to download it later tonight. Uh, Halo, the first Halo was finally added to PC on March third uh, for Game Pass and for the remade version, right? The yeah, yeah, anniversary yeah. edition. The anniversary edition, yeah, yeah. So if you have the Master Chief Collection on PC or uh, Game Pass, you can now get that too. So I'm excited for that. Um, so sp- uh, speaking a little more on Stadia, Google opened a game studio or is opening a game studio with an ex-PlayStation uh, person from Santa Monica, uh, Sony Santa Monica. Which you'll know they just did God of War. Yes. Uh, specifically, I'm looking for her name here. Actually, I didn't write it down in here. Shannon Studstill. Apparently, she was the executive producer of God of War specifically. So, right. Yeah, that should be uh, interesting. So new new studio for Stadia. I mean, good. That's Stadia needs more games. Yeah, Stadia needs more games. That's the yep. first step. 
you see that article sure. that was going around the other day about uh, how devs think it's going to get canceled, so they haven't actually tried to get their games on there? I did hear about that a bit, yeah. Bummer. Um, yeah. Which, that, I mean, that's it, on Google to have better wording saying, no, look. If they're buying a go. studio, like, Let's that's going to be at least a year turnaround, minimum. So, like, there's got to be some plan, right? I mean, I... I you would think they would do something similar to like the Epic Game Store approach of like, yo, we will give you all this money if you put your game on our platform. Yeah, because that seems to be working pretty well for the Epic Game Store. They, I kind of thought they, they were keep, just going to do that. <laughs> yeah, and, and clearly that can't be the case because you there would be more like indie games on there being like, hey, we yeah. did it. We we're we're in the we're in the green. Yeah. Weird. So who knows? Weird. Uh. Just some more stealth adding stuff happened. Konami added Symphony of the Night to mobile, and it is controller capable. Uh, it is not keyboard capable for Bluetooth keyboards if you use a keyboard on uh, your phone or tablets or whatever. But God, who would can, do that? I don't know. But if you, <laughs> Who's playing if, Symphony of the Night keyboard? If you're that person, I'm sorry. <laughs> you're going to have to get a controller, I guess. Uh, so that's available now as well. Yeah, uh, and uh, surprisingly cheap, like three bucks. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, for sure. A company like Konami in 2020, I would have expected them to be like, this is Symphony of the Night, sir. $10, please. Yeah, but they <laughs> yeah. already did that. That's what that uh, last year or two years <laughs> yeah. ago collection was on the PS4. It's true. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm surprised they didn't keep going for it. So I'm three bucks. Nice. Yep. Um, DuckTales Remastered came back to digital storefronts. That was a big surprise. Yeah, so... Uh, not exactly sure what they their licensing department or whatever did to fix everything up, but that is now available for people they, who want they to. They spent get money. That. I, I well, more than likely, yeah. what happened was that uh, they realized how popular the new Ducktales cartoon is, Disney yeah. rather, and realized they should probably have some sort of representation for the game out or for the series out. So they were like, "Oh, I'll just bring the game back." Yeah, that, that's my fair bet, enough. Anyways. Someone appeased the big mouse himself exactly. with an offering, a sacrifice, if you will. <laughs> oh, boy, that sure is a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Antonio Banderas joins cast for Uncharted movie. So that's a thing. <laughs> Honestly, the only thing that came out of this. What was that sentence you he- just uttered? I need to hear that again. What? A- Antonio he- Banderas. <laughs> yeah. Is it just me or is he looking old? That's he's, he's looking old. He's pretty old, isn't he? He's like in his yeah. Like 60s? No, he's definitely old. I feel like when it comes to like my perception of Antonio Banderas, it's just that meme. So he's oh, yeah. just eternally that age. And then I see current day Antonio Banderas, and it's like whoa. Yeah, Antonio Banderas will be sixty in August. So he's got to be Sully, right? God, I hope so. That would rule. Man, there's some names on here: Antonio Banderas, Tom Holland, and Mark Wahlberg. In Uncharted, fuck. <laughs> Yo, look at this. some names look, going on. Look at this picture I just found of Antonio Banderas and tell me that he would not be the perfect fit for Sully. All right. Yeah, that's doing. pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> should I put this in the chat? Yeah, I'm going to put this in the chat. Oh, just shit, I can't. I just copied keep... that, actually. Never mind. Okay, well, it's pretty good, guys. He's got like a rat stash. Here, yeah. have a giant link. Yeah, reach character limit of 500. Never mind. 
All right. Uh, Speaking of um, video game movie TV properties that will not happen, uh, they announced a Last of Us TV show this morning. Okay. um, From Craig Mazin, who is the writer of the upcoming Borderlands movie. (laughs) Great. Um, As well as the Chernobyl. uh, Chernobyl is so good. Chernobyl is so good, everyone says. Yeah, for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. And I guess this guy likes video games a lot. Cool. So uh, I did. My friend sent me a tweet. I guess there was a short Twitter thread of him saying, I'm the biggest Last of Us fan. And someone was like, well, why don't you make a movie out of it? And he was like, sure. And that was like September. Mm. <laughs> well, damn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and obviously, Neil Druckmann uh, from the studio is, is working on it, too. It was also then later confirmed that... Uh, this is a pivot from the planned uh, movie that was that was, you know, quote unquote, in production. Okay. So it's pivoting to a TV series. I should also say it's going to be it's on HBO. Yeah. So they'll have a decent right. budget. I'll believe it when I see it. Sure. I don't know. What do you guys think? Are you going to watch a Last of Us TV show? I, mean, I, I didn't like Last sure. of Us. So no. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a big fan either, but I'll watch this. I don't have to I play I love it. Last of Us, but I mean, like, I've already seen the Joel and Ellie story, right? So mm. I don't need to see that again. So if it's not that, is it just like another zombie show? And I'm already not watching any of the three Walking Dead TV shows. Ugh, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I'm just kind of like, whatever, I guess. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima got a release date, June 26th. Cool. So, there you go. Uh, also, this last week, um, some videos came out for Half-Life Alex, just showing off more of how it plays. Yeah. And along with that, Valve came out and said that Half-Life Alex is going to be a critical part of the of the larger story, and that they will be returning to the IP. This is not the end of it. Uh, players should refresh themselves on the events of Episode 2. Wow. So maybe some more Half-Life is coming. I Sure, why not? Who knows? Half-Life I'm so curious three. what this game is. Um, and the fact that I won't have access to it really sucks. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, all right, and this last thing I grabbed, I'm always praising Game Pass, saying uh, Sony's got to step up. Sony does have PS Now, which you can download games. It's been like that for a while. Yeah. For the most part, the, the offering just haven't been worthwhile, but they they got control added to them uh, yes. this last week, which is, that's pretty serious, especially when there was rumors it was coming to Game Pass and it never showed up, still hasn't shown up, came to PlayStation Now. So I just want to, you know, I'm just giving props to PlayStation Now. Good for them. Control rocks. Maybe PlayStation Now is something worth looking at. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say it's better than Game Pass. Um but anyway, Control's also only there until August 31st, so like their window is way smaller than Game Pass, it looks like. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure what the deal with that is, um, but Game Pass like never mentions when the games are gone. They also don't really seem to leave that much, or they do it so quietly no one notices. So anyway, if you have if you don't have an Xbox and you've been missing out, PlayStation Now, I guess for right now, is a, is a good thing. Yeah. All right, that does it for news. Let's get through some questions. 
If you want to send a question in, it's topdownperspective at gmail.com, at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. Yeah. Uh, Paul, why don't you take it away? Yeah, I got some episode titles, uh, courtesy of VGC Kenny. So thank you again. All right, let's start this off here. Starting on the 2nd of January, first one of the year, first title of the year. Play a game of chicken with Xbox. What? Play a game of chicken with Xbox. (laughs) Oh, that's uh, Forza Horizon 4's DLC, isn't it? Like the, uh, the Battle Royale mode? Or is that too soon for that? Maybe. Maybe. I honestly don't I remember I, what this could no be. I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea. Context is, Sean was talking about wanting a game, but also waiting for it to come to Game Pass, and the title describes that interaction. Uh, that makes sense. So do I spend money or do <sighs> I get it for me, uh, free? Yeah, yeah. Like, that was probably me talking about um, Indivisible. Indivisibles. Yeah. yeah, which I actually did boot up last week. Cool. For one minute. Cool. Yep. Okay, 9th of January. They're all Garfield racing. <laughs> oh, that, that sounds was, like we're um, talking about the entire Wii library. <laughs> no, that was um, we introduced John Arbuckle to the show, and we, I asked him what his <laughs> that's right, his game of the what year, his game of the year was, and Paul said it was Garfield Racing, and I was like, cool. What was your like last year game? Of the <laughs> they're year? And they're said, all Garfield. They're, they're all Garfield Racing. <laughs> yeah, I remember this. Hey, buddy. I remember. Okay, context. Before admitting to needing to push back the Game of the Year episode, Sean and Paul tried to play it off with special guest John Arbuckle, whose list is entirely Garfield Racing and Death Stranding is disappointing. Oh, that's right. No, wow. he also like he had wow, also played guys. Death Stranding, but wasn't a fan. <laughs> that's right. Wow. Oh, John Arbuckle, you piece of shit. All right, the sixteenth of January, Game of the Year edition. Uh, Sean in February. Title? Oh, wait, the Game of the Year one has a title? Yeah, game, it says G-O-T-Y, Sean in February. Oh, that's got to be I, Sean actually getting time to play, like, new releases or something like that. Probably. I don't know what else it could have been. What is Sean in February? That was a year ago. <laughs> T- context is, talking about how Anthem was disappointing, now Sean is worried about himself back in February because he doesn't know. <laughs> Current Sean wanted to protect February. (laughs) Oh, right. We were listening to like the recordings or something like that, weren't we? Or no, no, that was a different episode. No, we were talking about the most disappointed games. Uh huh. Because that's what it was. was Yeah, you're right. Okay. The 23rd. He doesn't know know how hurt he's about to be. (laughs) Okay. 23rd of January. Silly Tim. Always trying to tell us we're running out of digital copies. I know what this is about. This is Grand Theft Auto 4. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Tim? Yeah, we were just saying how there's like this Rockstar employee just being like going up to the oh. window at the meeting, just like smacking on the window. <laughs> Guys, we're running Guys out of coverage. Like pointing. The, numbers. <laughs> <laughs> the numbers are low. <laughs> yeah. Context is GTA 4 can no longer be sold on Steam because of some games for Windows Live shenanigans. You guys wondered if there was a Rockstar employee trying to tell everyone about the impending mess, but no one would listen to him. You named him Tim. <laughs> that was a that good was moment. Good. That was a yeah. good one. Yeah. Okay. Um, 31st of January, episode 500. Warning, not actually fun. Mm. 
Is that just, Warning, is that just not the title fun. of episode 500? It's not actually fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. The description is just, oh, this wasn't part of it. I just wanted to dunk <laughs> on you guys. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds maybe something like Nathan said. Yeah, that's totally a Nathan thing. But like, I can hear that in his voice. <laughs> yeah, I can hear him saying like, not it wasn't actually fun or something like yeah. that. I don't know what that is. No idea. Yeah, me neither. Okay, context. Talking about how the game boat cannot be used as an actual flotation. Oh, device. for fuck's sake! Right. I remember, Classic. just the like gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. <laughs> Warning, not actually fun. Yeah, I can hear Nathan say it in my head. Okay, February 6th. Be careful of me. Oh, that's kind of ominous. It is. Be careful of me. February 6th, a month ago. God, our memory is terrible. How do we not remember a month ago? Yeah, I don't remember this at all. I don't either. Someone's sick? That would make sense. I don't think any of us were sick. I wasn't sick. No. All right. Context was a question came up about if you were to body swap with each other. John said he would call his wife and tell her this. Oh, right. (laughs) Okay. Careful of me. Okay. Oh, 13th of February. I kind of run the new E3, bitch. That's uh, Jeff Keighley pulling out of E3 and running the Game Awards. Yeah. I think you're right. Yes. Context. Jeff Keighley said he wasn't going to be at E3. Paul said that this could be one of the reasons why on top of various other reasons. Okay. And the 20th. Whoever loses, Nook wins. This was me complaining about uh, Animal Crossing because we were talking about all the direct stuff. Okay. Yeah, sure. I believe that. Context is talking about the confusing limitations of Animal Crossing New Horizons. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you again for sending those in. Yes, thank you. Uh, All right. First question from Hebrew Lantern. What is your stance on the overpopulation of Yoshi? Do you think we should kill more Yoshi to make sure they don't overeat and kill themselves off? What if they eat themselves? They do lay the eggs of themselves. What if they just eat them in like the egg form? That's oh, that's horrible. That'd be like feeding like a like a pig some bacon, or like a Which chicken eat an egg. I don't know. What are you guys' stance on Yoshi? Pro Yoshi? Pro Yoshi? I was pro, I was pro Yoshi until they gave him a voice. <laughs> so <laughs> it's been a long time. <laughs> I'm not the biggest Yoshi Island fan. I think that throw okay. mechanic is bad. I've been meaning to revisit Yoshi's Island because I think I didn't give it a fair shake the first time I ever played it. And I never finished it completely to the end either. So I've been meaning to go back to that one. I think for the most part, I'm pro Yoshi, though. Yoshi's a good tool. Like, he's all that second jump is so helpful. I'll probably play Yoshi if I'm playing like, like a Mario Party. You know, if you somehow okay. get me to play a Mario Party, I'd probably pick Yoshi. If Toad's not an option. Yeah, at least he's not humanoid, so there's that. He's a different, like, John, you said you're pro-Yoshi? Yeah. Okay. I think I'm over... I think I'm pro-Yoshi. You're you're over Yoshis, I have. I'm so so over Yoshi. They're so blasé now. (laughs) They're so last year. 
All right. And a second question here from Hebrew Lantern. What is your favorite Digimon? Uh, Renamon. Which one's Renamon? That's the fox from the one with the cards. What's the sexiest Digimon? Give me a name. I'll look it up right now. Probably Anjawamon, which is Gautamon's evolution. I don't know. Uh, this topic of conversation sucks. <laughs> I don't know. How to, I don't know any Digimon. Just type in "sexy Digimon." You're gonna get a million results. Why would you not just think to do that? <laughs> Your computer's gonna break from all the viruses. <laughs> Fuck! I'll do it. Holy shit! This Digimon is just a sexy angel lady. <laughs> yeah, that's Angelomon. I hate all of. That's this. what Gatomon turns <laughs> what? into. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, how do you not remember this? How do you remember Gatomon but gonna- not that? <laughs> I don't remember any of it. I don't care about Digimon at all. I don't know a thing about it. I grew up with it. That's why I remember that. Yeah. Can we talk about maybe like Monster Rancher instead? Oh, yeah, yes. Because if you want a series that's clearly much, uh, it's, it's the Succubus one. I can't remember its name. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't remember much about Monster Rancher. Wasn't there like an eyeball guy? Yeah, that's Suezo. Yeah. And you remember so much more about these than I do. Pixie, yeah, um, there you go. Comet's got it. It's Pixie. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Monster Rancher was so dope. God. Yo, did you know that like game. that had like three seasons for the anime? <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know there was an anime of it. I just remember putting. I used my to CDs I used to watch that. that growing up. It was on like Fox Kids. Like I, I used to watch it before I went oh, to wow. school. And then when I thought what what seemed to me like literally the end of the show, I found out later when I bought the dvd it's like oh no that was like the end of the first story arc there's like three there's like three seasons of it jesus monster rancher was always one of the ones that came on kind of like in the afternoon on a saturday so after i had spent like five hours watching saturday morning cartoons the ones that like mattered i had to like actually start my day so i couldn't just keep watching cartoons in the afternoon yeah like you know stuff like uh like shallon showdown jackie chan adventures Oh wow! Uh, you know stuff like that. Those um, those are weird shows to say the ones that mattered because those are ones people don't remember very much. Well, so. those are mine, right? Those are yeah, my yeah, so. for sure. All right, if I'm gonna answer this Digimon one, I I only really watched that like first season. I always liked what was the little guy that like didn't evolve, and the little guy had the little trainer had him. And then when it did evolve, it was a big angel. Oh yeah, that, that's that's uh, Potamon. That was ties no no tk's that was tk's pokemon yeah or digimon <laughs> sorry digimon god damn it you got take a drink um when it evolved it, it was like super powerful that thing was cool but i do remember this one episode i actually don't think this was season one i think i think it was this impmon guy that i looked up and he wasn't like with the core crew he just like bugged the core crew a bunch he was like he was not a so much a bad guy just like an annoying little dude but there was this one episode where, like, I can't remember. If it, he had, like, these two kids that he was, like, fond of or something. And so, something happened, but he, like, needed to help. And he he finally, like, evolved while holding this, like, toy gun. And he had this huge, like, blaster on his arm. It was I just remember it being, like, the coolest thing ever. Uh, it was, like, my favorite episode, but I can't remember most of it. Um, uh, I'm looking up. Uh, some people in the chat seem to know what I'm talking about, though. So this one's this one's for you. I wonder guys. if we're looking at Devimon. No, let's see what else Devimon can turn into. I think it was Devimon. I'm I'm trying to look up this on this Digimon fandom wiki. Um, 
but I don't I don't fully remember. So someone is saying Beelzemon blaster mode. <laughs> What's what is Beelzemon? Or is it Bezel? No, Beelzemon. Yeah, that's what it is. It is it Bezelmon. Beelzemon. <laughs> anyway, that was a cool episode. Is that um, show worth looking at at all? Digimon? Yeah. I think they just or they're about to come out with like a movie that is like it brings back the first two characters again. Like is like a, a serious movies coming out. I, I heard thought. there's like 10 movies of that. There's a lot. I remember that first mm. movie and it had that bare naked lady song in it. Oh, yeah. Who remembers that? And it had like yeah. Steal My Sunshine and a bunch of other stuff. I remember being into I couldn't tell you anything that happens in that movie, but I remember watching it and being pretty into it at the time. Hmm. Anyway, uh, John, do you want to take this next question? Sure. I'm sorry, I'm too busy looking at Digimon now because I'm like, what the hell? That's are these uh, They're like Pokemon, but bad. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Except they came first. Uh, for BGC Kenny, what detail of a game that has little to no bearing on the game itself was indicative of the game you would be upset if they took out. Oh, okay. Wait, uh, if, if it's indicative of the game, how can it have little to no bearing? Oh, I, I get it. It's like the uh, bad trans, the bad dialogue from Symphony of the Night. It doesn't actually have any bearing on the game, but if it was gone, it would feel different. And then they did okay. they did a retranslation, and I don't like it as much as the original. So that that. Okay. Sure. That's a good example. That's my answer. Okay. I mean, the one reason why I don't like the remake of Resident Evil as much is because of that dialogue <laughs> and the delivery. So, kind of the same answer for a different game. Oh shit, Beelzemon has a move called Corona Destroyer. We need him right now. Shit. Oh jeez, holy smokes. <laughs> that cannot be a coincidence. It's not. It's a sign. Yeah, it's the hero we we need, but we do not deserve because we're not washing our hands. Clearly, uh, I don't Ugh. have a great answer for this one, so let's just let's move on. Okay, Wolfman. No, Linebeck writes in and says, "What would be your ideal Godzilla game?" Shin Godzilla, the video game. God, that movie's so good, so gross. Is is there a way to make a good Godzilla game <laughs> that isn't just like the Incredible Hulk game again? That's a valid point, actually. Mm. Like an, op- like an open like- world Godzilla game, but it's about you destroying everything. So Hulk Ultimate Destruction. Yeah, right. Like, I feel like most of like the character stuff is usually the people on the ground, not Godzilla them- in, like itself. So like, I yeah, I don't know what like. I mean, they've already made like beat 'em up, like like arena fighters, Godzilla themed. So like, I feel like they've already got that genre down. And there's that weird. I feel PS4 like there could one. be something interesting in if you did play a civilian while there was like a Godzilla battle happening. I think there could be something there, and it's more yeah maybe. Uh, but then I mean, 
You would you would want to be Godzilla. Though. Yeah, you would want to destroy. You could do stuff. it like a ro- robot alchemic drive does it where you're like the little boy controlling the giant robot fighting monsters. So you could have it. So like you're like trying to control Godzilla, but also survive like all the damage you're causing. I also feel like Godzilla is not very fast. It's pretty slow moving, yeah. which <laughs> would not be very fun. At least the Hulk can like jump around fast. You know what I mean? True. That's hard. What if you could just upgrade? That last Godzilla movie was not good. You could just upgrade Godzilla's speed. Just make him fast. Yeah, there you go. He gets the abilities of all the other monsters, so he gets Mothra's ability to fly or float. And he, gets, he gets some, like, Mecha Godzilla speed upgrade. Give me, give, Wolfman Jack Give me a says, Godzilla Metroidvania. That's what I want. That's weird. The Good <laughs> Dinosaur, also not a great movie. <laughs> Uh, wolfman jack for those of you who have seen both detective pikachu and the new sonic movie how would you compare them which was better movie overall and which would you say stage truer to the source material so okay who's here has seen both i've seen both neither i've seen both okay so paul and i um we're on different ends of this you're gonna say detective pikachu i'm gonna say sonic so well, it's it's completely I subjective. It it. I was about to say that the source is a little hard. I didn't play the Detective Pikachu game, so I'm just comparing it to Pokemon itself. And yeah, if we're, if we're, it's if an we're adventure like, that you know. a kid goes on with a bunch of Pokemon in the world. Like, it's pretty true to the material. <laughs> yeah. So I want to say the the Pokemon one is closer to the material because Sonic goes to Earth, which. That doesn't happen in the original games. OK, they don't catch any Pokemon, though. Yeah, they do. In, in the beginning, he tries to catch that Cubone. That's it. <laughs> Pokemon is literally about catching Pokemon, training them to become a Pokemon But not everyone's master. a trainer. Right. That's what I'm saying, that the source material, like, it's kind of not a Pokemon movie so much as Pokemon exist in this movie, in this world or whatever. See, that that's what I'm saying is, this is more, that's what I'm saying Sonic is. Sonic is more Sonic exists in our world, whereas the other one is in the Pokemon world. Right. So I feel like they have the edge. I mean, Sonic has the different worlds he goes to. This one just takes place on Earth. Right. Um, So, okay, anyway, outside of the Source Material one, which one's better overall? I had more fun in Sonic, but Detective Pikachu obviously took more. I was going to say Detective Pikachu. It took more work to do, probably, so... Besides the remake, remaking the model for the main character, I guess. But yeah, we're not going to yeah, I don't, I don't, know, I don't know which one would have taken more, but I... It's completely I subjective. Had, yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. Obviously. Um, that first half of the po- Detective Pikachu movie, where we're just kind of like living in the world, seeing the Pokemon in the environment, that was like the best. Yep. Um, it was very good. And, and nothing in the Sonic movie came close to that for me, at least. Yeah, I mean, I disagree. So that's why this question is like... This question is, what do you care more about? Do you care more about Pokemon or Sonic? That's your answer. Sure. All right, John, you got this next one. All right, next one comes to us from Gutangs. Uh, What does everyone on the show intend to eventually do with their collection? It seems unreasonable in 20 plus years to offload these easily. I'm planning to give my stuff to my daughter or or donate it if she says no. Same Uh, with what he says. If I'm ever at a point where I'm just done collecting, I'm probably just going to sell it off just to have retirement money. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Um, so you're collecting just to say you did it? I mean, I like God, I hate that you've got me doing this, but I do feel like a librarian of sorts with game collecting and knowledge. <laughs> so it, it's been viable for my work and stuff like that. So, sure. uh, well, you could just say bury me with my games. I could put them in the coffin. Oh, oh God. Fill the coffin I feel with, like I don't want to be the, like, that person like that gets their like grave robbed because they literally just put a bunch of expensive video games in the dirt with them. Sure. Mm. Um, Yeah, I haven't really thought of it too much. I would love, like in twenty plus years, I don't think I'm gonna want to get rid of them yet. I would love to be living in a in a in a house or a, an apartment that is big enough where I can put a lot of them on the shelf because right now they have to stay in bins in the closet because there's just no space. Yeah. Um. And 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 it's not even my closet; it's my mom's closet because I don't have any space. Um. Yeah, I don't really plan to get rid of them. I don't know. I don't know. I hopefully like hand them off to someone at someday, I guess if I, if, you know, if I have no use for them, I'm sure I will get to a point where I will take a serious look at them and be like, does any of these games really hold any kind of value to me? And yeah. if the answer, for example, the golden compass on Xbox 360, <laughs> no, uh, right. I will get rid of that game. Um, they bring up a good point though. In 20 plus years, uh, unreasonable or to offload them easily. Who's going to want some of these games 20 plus years from now? It might be hard to even play some of them. It's it's getting hard to play some like, you know, Nintendo or N64 games now. I don't think my TV has the plugins, um, has like the three prong plugins anymore. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I mean, there's For enough sure. like clone systems and like. Uh, upgraded systems I can play them at this point with HDMI like all my gear has been upgraded to HDMI for streams not right okay well, so then what do you do with the gear do you do you still have I still it? have my original stuff gear? yeah yeah okay well then just switch the question of that what do you do with that uh right now just kind of keep it as like a as a memorial kind of thing it's just like a like for the memories and I do have them hooked up to a different TV that do have that does have those inputs but so they still work but right I can see your point yeah like yeah. yeah, the person you're offloading, good chance they won't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's weird. Yep. I'll just, okay. hmm? I'll just blow myself up with all my games. Whoa. <laughs> that's one way to all go, right. I guess. We'll all go out in a fire. <laughs> Damn. Together forever. Uh, last question from Matthew. Hey, TDP, what are the weirdest subreddits, YouTube channels, Twitter accounts, et cetera, you're willing to admit you follow? I'm trying to think of the weirdest. I follow a Twitter account that just tweets Japanese porn titles. Yes, Jav <laughs> titles. Oh, it's so good. And it's It's hilarious. It's it so beyond good. beyond ridiculous and hilarious. Sometimes there's a few titles that I'm just like, that's actually disgusting. <laughs> oh, so, a lot of them are disgusting. A yes. lot of them are very disgusting. Some of them are really, really bad. Yeah. Um, uh, I started following one that tweets out. Um, so Letterbox is a social media that you can like do little reviews or blurbs about movies you've seen and like check I think, into them. I, think I follow this one. Isn't is it like bad Letterbox reviews? Yeah, something like that. So that's yeah. a recent one. That's really yeah. good. <clears throat> I don't think I follow I, I think any. He was a letterbox re- I think it was a letterbox review. And the review was something just like it was for like Moonrise Kingdom. A yeah. movie I love. 
And it was uh-huh. like, Wes Anderson just wants to fuck the color yellow, and I think we should let him. <laughs> that was the review. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's Insane Letterbox is the at, and it's Insane Letterboxed Reviews is the one I'm talking yeah, about. I think I do follow that one. Uh, yeah, I follow do. a subreddit called Fuck My Shit Up, which is just bad haircuts people have gotten. That's pretty good. Okay. Yep. I don't think I follow any weird subreddits. <laughs> Yeah, I, most of the stuff is like joke kind of stuff. Sure. Um, those are the ones I can think of. Yeah, man, I got nothing. Yeah. All right. Then that will do it for questions this week. If you want to send in a question next week, it is topdownperspective at gmail.com, at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. What is your game of the week? Division 2 Warlords of New York. Uh, 1980X. I guess I'll give it to Borderlands 3. Sure, why not? Um, all right, right after this, we are recording our Temtem episode live, so if you're, uh, the correct tier of our Patreon, you can tune into that. Otherwise, look for the, um, audio version, uh, later. Uh, also, the poll for our March game has finished, and we will be playing through and discussing Murder by Numbers, at the end of the month, uh, pretty exciting stuff. The AC Attorney fans came out in full force uh, to win it only by one vote, though, I should say. so It was a close uh, one, yeah. It was a close one for sure. Anyways, that'll do it for this week, so we'll see you guys next week. Later.